Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost. Two! This is Kari Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should, too. Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. Oh, that came right back to me. Just like riding a bike, Pilgrim. <laughs> I'm Scott McGregor, and I'm here with Mikey Z, zombie killer extraordinaire Mike Zumo. And it's just, just us two tonight, but we're back. Yeah, did they get lost in a in that Walker herd? Or they're, uh, they're, Beth and uh, Brian are wandering around in the sewers still somewhere, uh, trying to get to Alexandria. Or no, actually trying to get to oh, get away from Alexandria. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now nah, Hughes's are having a little family stuff, so we hope that works itself out. And um, and we hope they'll be back with us next week. Yes. Ideally, and uh, we are still sticking it out. We 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 try to get Professor Allen to come in and pinch it too tonight, but he's apparently given up on at least this show. <laughs> he's like his his exact answer was basically like, "Well, I would, but then I'd have to watch the episode." And we're like, okay, but that doesn't so. stop you from bringing David Pasquarella on, who who doesn't watch it. No, and I didn't even think to ask Dave, and he probably would have joined us. And but actually, I have some news uh, from Mister Pasquarella that he is actually, in fact. Started watching The Walking Dead finally. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, that kills our joke now. Well, a little bit, but he uh, he'll never catch up to us. So he's he's like still and my girlfriend too. Tina has uh, just started watching it, and she's on like episode five. And I'm like, well, you still can't watch with me then, or well, she does, but but yeah, Dave's got a got a long ways to go, and and he's preemptively spoiled everything for himself. So I hope he does enjoy it <laughs> by listening to our show. He knows everything. Well, you know now, happened. you know knowing what's coming. Maybe helps it go down a little easier. I don't know. Yeah, well, we we should ask you that. Actually, you've you've taken an important first step in your life, Mikey. You've uh, started reading. You pretty much finished reading the comic. I'm current. Yeah, cool, awesome. So we can. I read all 176 issues that are out now. So now, if someone else that has to bite their tongue with me when we record this, so the Hughes don't get more spoiled, they're just slow readers or something. Especially after after this week's episode. Well, yeah. Luckily, we're all kind of without a radar this week, because as as we remember, we're we're doing um, season eight, episode nine, titled "Honor" this week, and it is the mid-season return. And if we remember our last episode a few months ago, uh, Mister Carl went and got himself bit, and uh, this was going to obviously be kind of the send-off of him, because God forbid we should wrap up any storylines in, in one half season. Um, <laughs> you know, I wonder if this is the real world influencing the show. Well, our our show clearly does, but uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it could be because you know the show has to worry about something that the comics doesn't. Yeah, actor contracts. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked quite a bit about whether Chandler Riggs was going to because it was talked that last year that Chandler Riggs wanted to go start going to college and some stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder, you know, Chandler Riggs just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. 
I yeah, but that's not the vibe I'm getting from him now. And what I was reading just before it all happened was that he had actually left Auburn. I think he was going to Auburn, which is right by me. Is um, Auburn or Alabama one of those? Schools? Yeah, no, I think it was Auburn, New York, actually. Um, oh, was it that Auburn? Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, which you know, I, I missed the opportunity to go stalk him, unfortunately. But uh, now that's gone. But yeah, I think he had actually put on college on hold he like went one semester or something and maybe put it on hold and was going to concentrate on his acting i remember reading this quote from him somewhere and then all of a sudden he just didn't have a job anymore <laughs> so so yeah. i think yeah maybe we we've kind of theorized before it was like contract negotiations and we've now read some news that miss maggie might be departing because of that and, uh, we don't know yet. If, but, uh, God, if that happened, just end the show. I yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, we're the the old the old guard is falling left and right apparently. Uh, but this was obviously going to be uh, Carl's farewell. And uh, I spoiler. It took I, a I good goddamn a long it, time. Yeah, yeah. In the first twelve minutes, I timed it. It was like first twelve minutes was kind of like previously on. You know, in case you were decided to suddenly start watching the show in season eight. Well, thank them for not when didn't have to watch the first 12, eight episodes now. <laughs> well, that's kind of how this show's been structured, and we've, we've, we've griped about that a little bit, and, and they're kind of still playing to form on that. Uh, but we've wrapped up, tied off this one, presumably, so let's get into it, and we, we get a few more of the, the weird flash-forward things. Uh, I'm going to call it just overlit Rick uh, scenes. Um, and we get a first opening picture of a light dancing across Rick's face, and we hear him say, uh, my mercy prevailed over my wrath, that we've heard a few times, and, and then the time jump flash forward, and we see a white-bearded Rick and uh, Judith uh, chatting with Jerry in a peaceful Alexandria, and we find out that Jerry would definitely walk a mile for a baked good, um, <laughs> or come from the kingdom, which is probably only a few blocks away. <laughs> Oh, we, before I forget, Professor Allen did have a message for, for the show and for Carl, and he says, good riddance, one eye, or something like that. Yeah, I think that was it. So, uh, all emails to uh, Relatively Geeky Network at, <laughs> I forget what it is, but <laughs> you know, all angry emails, go over that podcast and complain to him. He's the one that said it. And I thought I was the cruel one on this show. Me and Beth were, you know, been like cheerleaders for Rick's death for so long. <laughs> yeah, which apparently is not going to happen now because I believe if we look at a cast photo from season one, uh-huh. are are Rick and Daryl the only ones left? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because we didn't even meet Bershaw until the you know the prison days, right? Um, ah, and Maggie wasn't even until episode or season two at the farm, right? And yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, which is fine. That's actually what's supposed to happen in this show, you know, or in this comic. And the comic is pretty scarce on original characters at this point too, as you well know. <laughs> yes, uh, as I do well know. Yeah, and so we're, we're not as scarce as the show now, though. No, but it's it's okay. I mean, if the, the show has actually got a couple new characters that are, are looking good, and and, uh, and there's still rumors swirling about there that Rick might die uh, by the end of this season, and and there's some little hints and. Knowing that Gimple's still in charge, they're probably just, haha. No, G- Gimple's not in charge anymore. Well, I know, but I mean, he technically was for this half of the oh, season. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, up, uh, you know, season nine that he's taking the official departure and, and changing status, because this would have all been pretty much done by the time that was even announced. 
Uh, but we got, uh, yeah, Rick and Michonne are, we're kind of flashing around time here, and Rick and Michonne are digging a grave in Alexandria, which is like, yeah, no shit, it's going to be for Carl, this isn't really hard to figure out. And then we get the flashback of Carl and Sadiq fighting the walkers in the woods, and we finally get to see that Carl was actually bit. So there you go, for all you conspiracy theorists out there, that it was like a, you know, whisper or something. Um, well, I think the, we were cons- conspiring that he was immune. Right. Yeah, that was the big, you know, apparently that ain't, that ain't happening. But then again, we well, didn't he, see Carl he, shoot himself. Well, he's not immune to a bullet in the head, apparently. Uh, no, but he could have missed it. That's what I'd actually love to see is, you know, next episode, Rick and Michonne go in the cabin and Carl eats both of them. And <laughs> that's, that's how much I, I mean, how, how, how long did Rick lie on, close the death on that, on that couch in season four? Yeah, yeah. After, right. after the prison? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he should have been gone multiple times. So is Rick being immune, still a possibility. Who knows? Carl could have done something similar. He's just not immune to a bullet in the head. Right. But I said he may have just done the fake out. It's like, ooh, you know what? I really kind of want to live as a zombie. Because uh, <laughs> that would be cool, man. Uh, so back to a flashback. Oh, yes. Uh, Carl and Sadiq and the bite. And uh, then Carl leads Sadiq down the utility hole outside. Alexandria explains that he must talk to Rick before bringing him into the community. And Carl patches up his bite uh, and puts on a clean shirt. Tobin gives uh, Carl a note from Michonne and explains that she went to the sanctuary. As I said, this is like all shit we saw within the last two episodes last time around, but whatever. In case and, we forgot over the eight weeks or nine weeks or whatever it was. Yeah. And Carl Penn's is uh, one of the better scenes, I thought, or you know, more poignant ones. Carl Penn's is the last letters to Rick and Michonne and many of the others in the group. And Carl plays with Judith on the porch. Uh, Carl Sadiq set up the cot in the sewer and shares some candy and laughs. And uh, he plants a tree and enjoys the sun. A nice little music montage for all of this over some Bright Eyes music, which I will try to find for this. Um... Finally, back in the present, Morgan watches the Saviors shoot all the, uh, and again, another little, just another gripe. I actually did like this episode, Mike, but uh, just the gripes about, it's like, this is all shit you could have shown us last time. So we finally get to see, basically, the Saviors escape from their compound, which we already knew what it was, so I don't know why they were holding the surprise. We just get to see it from Morgan's point of view at this point. So they shot their way out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Go figure. Just like they said they were going to do last season. Amazing. Right, Morgan's watching, and, uh, you know, he tries to tries to warn people, but they start firing at him, and he, he ducks and escapes. And now, you watched this episode live, right? Uh, no, I didn't get to this one. I was hoping to, but so I don't, but, yeah. Was this an, one of those extra long episodes? Yeah, it was like, well, it was a full hour downloaded, so it meant. You know, it was like so an hour and a half. an hour and a half, okay, because yeah. it felt long. Yeah, I'm sure, for, yeah. For that, something we knew was going to happen, it sure took Carl a long time to die. Yeah, that's why I actually timed it. I mean, before opening credits is a good 12, 15 minutes, and it was all shit that we knew already, you know? Right. So it's like, as like I said, if you're not already following things, you can go read these recaps on AMC because that's where I get the basic structure for them, you know? <laughs> right. There's really no reason to watch the show at all anymore, folks. I'm here to tell you from a, fear, a Walking Dead podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually enjoyed this one. We're supposed to be positive. We're trying to be positive this half season until they give us reason not to, which is probably coming up next week because we got trash people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but Gavin leads the caravan of saviors down the road, and Morgan follows them on foot, opening credits. Out in the woods, Carol tells the kingdom's survivors to seek refuge at her cottage while she rescues Ezekiel, who, once again, probably could have just gone with her at the end of last episode, and tells them they'll be safe because, ooh, it has a fence, and she thinks that the saviors don't know about it, but I could have sworn there was some reference from the saviors that they knew about this house or something at one point, or we we all at one thought... At one point, thought that they were going to attack Carol's at her house, but but then we would have been den- if he went with it, we would have been denied uh, Zeke's poor attempt at uh, guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yeah, extreme. I got some nitpicks about Morgan and, and Carol on this one too. Badass as they are, they have kind of horrible tactical strategy. They're like always standing out. Everyone stands out in the open. Nobody in this universe understands the the value of cover for some reason. Well, we're going to learn at some point that Morgan is just a Terminator. Right, and yeah, I'll be getting to that. I'll be getting to that. And uh, yeah, so good, a good fence, and and she refuses to let young Henry, who was that, that was Ben's younger brother, right? The Ben. Ah, uh, yes. And she refuses to let him. He's been all, I want to fight. You know, I lost my brother. Blah blah blah. He's like fucking nine. Ben was killed by evil Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so she refuses to let him come, and she's like, hey, you guys, you, Morgan trained me with a stick, you trained me with a gun, I can do this. And she's like, no. But in the sewer, but it was kind of, it's, it's Chekhov's Henry. Uh, (laughs) In the sewer, uh, Carl shows his bite wound to Rick and, and gives him the stack of letters he wrote to the group, and he explains that his bite was not the Savior's fault, and that it happened while he was helping Sadiq. And I, I, as I was rewatching, I finally came to the realization, which I surprised I didn't catch the first time, is that it's like again. Uh, I wonder if Rick's ever going to come to the realization that if he hadn't been a gun happy douche nozzle when they first met Sadiq, that Carl wouldn't have you know felt guilty and gone to take him cookies and milk in the frickin' woods. Yes, and not gotten bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> cause and effect, Rick. Cause and effect. Okay, hope we can get that. That lesson anytime ever. So yeah, uh, it is what it is, as they say. So uh, it's some real good acting work as far as a goodbye episode that we don't usually get to see goodbyes in this because people usually just get eaten and shit. Right? No, um, this was this is good stuff. The, the actors all brought their A games, and you would expect them to. They've all been working together for this long, and so no complaints about any of that. And and the the writing was even. Better than it could have been. Uh, at least we didn't get a lot of big sob. Andrew Lincoln's finally has learned to say the word Carl. Carl, 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 Carl. Yeah, at least we didn't just get huge sobbing corals through the whole episode. So no. That was definitely a risk of happening. Quarrel. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, we're back to Gavin. He guards Ezekiel in the aftermath of the Kingdom Assault and he's trying to explain you're going to die. And Ezekiel's like, yeah, I kind of figured that out, Dick. You know, I knew that was happening when I closed the doors. And but Ezekiel's trying to work him. He urges Gavin to join his Rick's side before it's too late for him. And he, oh, Gavin is completely workable. He, he is, and, and I think the actor that played him, I really do like him, and I think he he does Gavin's limited nuances well and uh we kind I've of always said this about gavin he's middle management right yeah and uh sometimes that can be a pain in the neck um well, it can be but you know what middle managers will go wherever 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Ezekiel was right to try to work him, and, and I was kind of rooting for it, you know. We've all been saying that Gavin would probably be one of the easier turned ones, so... I had, I had my hopes up for you, Gavin. And it was so. probably going to happen until the end of this episode happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we back to Morgan. Um, stealthily enters the Overrun Kingdom and sees he's fairly sees Henry prowling in the distance, and he informs Carol, who's like, "Fuck, should I just let him come with me anyway?" And she joins uh, him inside the walls. And Morgan's plan of attack uh, basically just involves killing everyone, but. Carol suggests avoiding them instead, maybe, uh, so they don't have a chance to kill you, too, sound thinking. Back in the sewer, Sadiq gives Carol some medicine, um, you know, anti-inflams, and says, well, maybe this will slow shit down a little bit or whatever. I don't know why that's even a desirable thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, pro- let's prolong his suffering. <laughs> yeah. We have an extra long episode to get through, so we need to prolong his suffering. <laughs> right. <laughs> And explains that he was a medical resident, so luckily he's going to stick around for a while, because I don't think they've rescued the other doctor yet. Well, him, oh, and, that's still right, him and Gabriel are trying Wait, to no. escape. Isn't he at the hilltop? Yeah, that's right. Him and Gabriel got up there. Yep. Yep, you're right. Uh, Rosita suggests that they all flee to the hilltop, um, while the saviors destroy Alexandria above ground. You just hear random explosions. And Dwight points out that the saviors will soon run out of ammo and insists that they stay put until the siege is over. Although I don't know why he'd expect them to really run out of ammo. I don't think they would be that stupid. It's like, just shoot every gun at empty houses until everything's empty. Because we got Eugene making bullets, presumably, but we got to make sure we have no more bullets at all before he can make a save. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've never actually seen Eugene make a bullet. No, no, not yet. But apparently that's maybe why he wasn't on screen today. He's quite busy. Oh, except for the flashback stuff. He was given well, the, Judas. The flash, that was a flash forward. Flash forward, yeah. Carl's fantasy. Uh, so Carol and Morgan uh, kill a group of saviors, many groups of saviors. Carol witnesses Morgan's brutality and is worried about his renewed bloodlust. As we said, he's pretty much just the Terminator. Yeah. And uh, Kevin barks out orders to his men, but Ezekiel challenges his authority. Zeke, dude, you're allowed to drop the Ren Fair speak now. Um, you know, it's just you and Gavin. He knows you're full of shit. <laughs> it's like just, just, just rap, man. Just talk. You know, having you know read the comics and read Ezekiel, mm-hmm. there's really very little Ren Fair in the comics. Right? Yeah. It's it's or it's just you know it's we hear it in a different. You know, we kind of just hear it in our regular voice, and uh, yeah, we've always, always he's not nearly as verbose too much. No, no, he's more about the visual of you know, and, and the leadership of being a king than right than uh, actually speaking like Shakespeare. Yeah, that's it's one of the things I think the writers just went a little overboard on, a little over cartoony on. And like I said it's it's one thing to like do that in an inspiring speech to your your followers and shit, but when you're sitting next to the guy that's about to kill you, uh, you kind of be like, you know, fuck this. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm mean, gonna I mean, go out with my own. My it's own a good way thing. Speak. It's a good thing Curry Payton can uh, <laughs> pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hoping he makes it to at least where he does in the comics because uh, I do enjoy what he does. Uh, where were we here? Uh, yep. Carl urges Rick and Michonne to stop fighting the saviors. He kind of gives his dad, we gotta do something other than just murder everyone speech. 
and they hear some silence above ground, the grenades stop, and Daryl and Tobin resurface to confirm that they have indeed left Alexandria, the saviors. Morgan spots saviors loading a truck and decides to kill them, despite Carol's protest. Uh, just there, Morgan just needs to kill every. He needs, needs, he needs to kill to everything. He needs to clear. Point. Yep. <laughs> uh, Gavin tries to contact two of his men via walkie-talkie, but gets no response. And Gavin starts pontificating about the nature of man and war, or some shit. And Ezekiel throws a Yodaism at him. Uh, brain just kind of shut down at this point. Um, <laughs> Gavin hears gunfire in the distance. Eventually, Gavin starts shitting. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. He's like, oh, come on, man, tell me, this is going to go bad, isn't it? And Ezekiel's just like, you should join us. <laughs> we should have told Gavin, yeah, this is probably going to go bad. Um, here's gunfire in the distance, and they retreat to the auditorium with Ezekiel and his remaining men. And we flash forward to overlit Rick again, and light is playing across his face as he cries. And we go to Judith and white-bearded Rick, um, greeting a jovial Eugene with apples, and he's created some kind of baking apple super solar apparatus. And uh, Rick and Michonne are shoveling dirt into a grave, so they do our little time jumps. Rick insists on staying in Alexandria with Carl, um, who's not going to make it all the way to Hilltop, even in a car, while the rest of the group travels. And Daryl takes Judith so Michonne can stay with Rick and Carl. Uh, Carl says an emotional farewell to Judith, telling her that sometimes kids must show their parents the way. And uh, this is the theme of the day, kids, if you haven't noticed. Take notes. And he gives her the sheriff's hat, and i got to admit, little, little heart tugs going yeah, on Yeah, this there. is the, the one conversation that got them, that got me. Yeah, yeah. And, and even Daryl, Daryl, as much emotion as he ever gives anybody, it was just like, you know, you're, you're the, you saved everyone here, dude. This is all, all because of you. It's, and Tara, Tara is just got a points at him and waves and like, and yeah, best of luck. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that, man? <laughs> yeah, that you're gone, exactly do I get been, a race? <laughs> yeah, I know. She hasn't exactly been that involved with the Grimes family, but holy fuck. Because that's just how cold people have gotten or have to. And Sadiq, and I, I'm loving Sadiq, actually. I hope they let him stay for a while. He comes and vows to honor Carl by showing everyone that his choice to save him mattered. And I'm still kind of screaming at the screen. It's like, no, you should tell everyone this is fucking Rick's fault. Um, <laughs> maybe the wound that Rick gets is from someone else, uh, someone in his camp. Uh, Gavin takes his... Oh, you mean the reason he can't walk? Yeah. In the future. Yeah, or, well... The, the well, you and I know where that wound comes from. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to get there. I, I really do think they might kill him at the end of this season. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't I know. know better, but who knows? Are we in agreement all that war has to end at the end of this season? I would hope so, yeah. I mean, it's it's got to. they got really nowhere else to go with it. You know, they, they've made their point. And, wins, and then both armies are pretty much down to the last stand. I'm sure it's going to take us... The whole season to get to the last stand at fucking Hilltop, unfortunately, but that's the way these things go. (laughs) Um, They probably could have wrapped it up in half a season. They just didn't want to, because why not pay Jeffrey Dean to chew some some scenery longer? Um, You know, Jeffrey Dean is like, I believe, the one casting they got right. Yeah. uh, Because when I read the comics... When I read the comics, yeah, no, it's definitely. I his heard voice. Jeffrey Dean when when Negan spoke. Yeah, 
No, I, I really can't do it. Couldn't do it with anybody else. But when, because I tried to to match the voices when I was reading. Yeah, it's it's it definitely is for me now when I read them. Um, Rick never really was. Rick Rick in the comics never really matched up to Andrew Lincoln for me. No, it didn't. Um, Carl's really? take it or leave it. He he worked except for the the weird time. No, no, no one really did. Um, Michonne's pretty much spot on, but she yeah, never Michonne said is. much in the comics, so you know, there's not much to ruin there. She actually talks more in the show. Well, she gets wordy later in the comics when they have to do actual dialogue that means shit. She's actually better written in the comics. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely this season we'll hit you up on on different parts of, of how you feel the the page translates to the screen, or maybe we should do another separate one talking about that. I gotta go back and get them and reread them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Dean's probably the best casting. I just think in general, I've always said that I thought that character was a little too cartoony for for TV to be able well, to... Well, he's, he's, he's very cartoony in the books. Too. Yeah, but he just, he kind of gets, he's he's kind of like Ezekiel. His shtick gets old after a little bit and he needs to drop, you know, he needs to go into regular Negan mode, just talking to regular people mode more often. But I guess that's who they are. So, uh, Gavin takes his troops in the auditorium, readies them for the, uh, Carol Morgan siege. And Ezekiel tries to turn him again. And Gavin whines <laughs> as he does. It really wasn't a, a, a Carol Morgan siege. It, was, it wasn't a Carol Morgan annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Pretty this much. was way it's too just, easy. It really is, man. They've just kind of, this, this problem's always, or this show's always had a problem with, you know, making the people's, Superheroes like Daryl with his one shot with the explosions on the back of a motorcycle. Right. You know, last season or last half season. And it was just like, you know, why didn't they just, why even bother wasting anyone else in the war? Just send fucking Carol and Morgan and they will kill everybody in front of them. So, war over. You know, that should have been, you lead with those two. Uh, <laughs> those are the pawns that you go like, okay, get in there. We know you're probably not going to make it back, or you might. But we need you to kill as many people as you can as soon as you can, and we'll mop up the rest. <laughs> That's where you put your best people. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets a little ridiculous. and But, you know, so people love the badassery of both of those, and the actors are so great in the physical stuff, and you they really sell how badass they are, right. but it's just, yeah, it gets a little crazy after a while. So they they... Ambush the savers, and uh, as you said, they don't really ambush. They just walk in and start killing people. <laughs> yeah, they just pick them off one at a time. And Morgan does end up struggling with one savior, and then the the human kill of the week definitely uh, as he reaches into a wound in his side and just starts yanking wires yeah. and uh, or tubes in, in this case. And uh, yeah, I actually loved watching it here with Tina tonight because she didn't know it was coming, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be a good reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not that unusual. Rick bit someone's neck out uh, once, no, yeah, uh, well, you know, you'll get there. <laughs> well, I, I've seen the neck any bit on network television, so. Yeah, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland did it in an episode of 24. So. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this was a good one, though. Yep, yanked those intestines right out, which, you know, really wouldn't, immediately kill him any more than him already having a gaping 
gut wound, but right. I mean, it I'm looked not, nice. It did. You know, having your intestines out is going to be a little distracting. Yeah, Nick and Tara got to go to the, the butcher that week and pick up some sausages. Um, I don't know how he does that. You can always tell when, it, when it's the... Uh, one of the Nick Tower episode because yeah, we do get know. an outstanding kill. Yeah, I don't want to know though. It's like making sausage. You don't want to know how sausage is made or how fake intestines are made. I don't want to know how a lot of the stuff I eat is made. No. <laughs> Although it's the internet age and I'm so curious that I'd probably go and find out anyway and ruin it for myself. But I still eat it, damn it, because food is good. Uh, <laughs> gross food is usually even better. Uh, <laughs> it tastes better. It probably works for you, but it tastes good. <laughs> better, better mute my girlfriend for a second. <laughs> and she can only hear half of she, She's our official. She's our official laugh track on the show now. How many podcasts can say they have a live laugh track? Well, live studio one, audience. At least one of us is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because she can't hear me. I think she catches a good contact uh, high when she sits next to me and can't help herself. Um, not that that could happen. Or maybe. But where were we? Carolyn Morgan uh, pulling wires, guts everywhere. We've, we've met several people with guts in this show uh, over the last And now we've years. met somebody who doesn't have them anymore. No, both. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gavin is injured in the scuffle but escapes and, and Morgan pursues him and this is when they just start they like they already were but this is when they straight up go into like very even the Terminator soundtrack it was like a Terminator Carpenter's Halloween or Jason movie soundtrack kind of melded together was the music going on under this and Morgan's just literally the posing figure in black just like and, and just know. like those head characters Morgan is not running <laughs> no. he is walking in no, just cool as can be like yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah and always hats off to, to a good little nod to, to genre movies and stuff but that's kind of what this has become like Morgan is the Terminator and Carol's the Terminator were the heart at this point and uh yeah, I was explaining to Tina, it's like, you know, he went from, like, full Buddhist to this, like, a season. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a season. No, it was, no, it was the way time passes in this show, it was like a week. And, and it wasn't gradual, either. <laughs> no, no. He was a full Buddhist one minute, and he was terminating the next. Flicked a switch, yeah. And now he literally has to kill, must kill, Sarah Kana. Uh, <laughs> Gavin Kana. So now that we're now that we know it's going to be Lenny James on Fear of the Walking Dead, yeah, are we losing Morgan on this show? Presumably, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna go on a quest. He's gonna become Kane in Kung Fu or Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, saying he's gonna become Kane in Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> so he's got to. So he's got to travel out west and meet up with Maddie and the crew, apparently, because it is gonna be like a time jump thing, which. I don't even know if my nerves have the ability to deal with what they might do to my Fear of the Walking Dead at this point, but um, but wait oh, till the be, rest of the crew's in to, to rant about that, because I know Beth will give us a nice string of expletives about it. Um, I can't jump that, I can't jump that much, otherwise it's going to overjump this show. I just, well, I assume this show is going to do, with or without any, Rick or anyone, this show is probably definitely going to do the time jump that they do in the comics. Yeah, I hope so. Which will put it even farther ahead of fucking Fear the Walking Dead, so I don't... 
I'm really not getting. I'm assuming Morgan is going to, like, start traveling west and stay in real time. They're going to have to catch up Fear the Walking Dead to real time with Morgan. And regular Walking Dead is going to still be two years in the future in fucking peaceful Alexandria time. And if we want to make the obvious prediction, then Fear the Walking Dead is going to be the story of how Maddie and Morgan become... This is my prediction, anyway. Uh, Maggie and Morgan become uh, Alpha and Beta of fucking The Whisperers. That's the most obvious path they're going to take with this. Well, then does that make... Then who would be... uh, I don't know if I want to mention her name. No, we're not talking about the books, really. Right, yeah. um, But you know who I'm talking about. Well, uh, Alpha has a daughter, so I mean, right. um, could that but be Alicia Nick, still? But, Maybe, but she'd be, you know, like mid twenties by the time that. that but happens. what happens? What happens now? Do we still need Beta's Alpha's daughter? Not really, because she's very tied in with. We're not really spoiling much, but she's very tied in with Carl. So yeah, everything going forward in the books is suspect, because Carl was a big part of it. So yeah, we have no idea, but. I, I can't believe that they won't do the whispers eventually, you know, because it's a pretty popular arc in the comics. No, another real realistic question: How much time does this show have left? Uh, I, I was going to not start talking about that till the end of the season and see where they're at, but I mean, I well, know. I know they're going to have season nine. But. Yeah, so i think they're 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 very much i think they know some people are upset and thus the whole because i've watched enough of serially serialized tv now to know that the showrunner barely matters sometimes right sometimes it matters a lot um but i mean they're kind of just changing management with gimple i think to put a a better face on it because they know there's a lot of animosity towards him because the head guy always gets it, you know, whether it's his fault or not, really. Right. Um, and that's how it should be. He's the captain of the ship. Um, so I don't know. And I, I don't know Jack about the, the new people taking stuff over. I know he's like the Kevin Feige of both of them now, which scares me even more. Yeah, that does scare me. <laughs> and so I just remains to be seen. And like I said, I, I was really enjoying what was going on over on Fear, but it sounds like... I'm wondering how much of the cast over on Fear is going to be back at all, because they just cast a whole bunch of new leads, presumably, and some fairly expensive-ish, I guess, former big TV stars. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm trying to remain hopeful, because I, I do like zombie kills. Yeah. Know, as long as there's some good stuff around them. But yeah, so Terminator Morgan, they really need to get him the fuck out of there and either get him back to, you know, I don't know. I just don't like him in the show anymore. He's just a cliche. <laughs> and he's just a plot device for action scenes. And I'd really like to see someone else do some action scenes for a change. So Carl says his goodbyes to Michonne. They tell each other they're best friends. And I might have had something in my eye for that scene. Uh, Rick asked... I might have if I could actually hear what they were saying. <laughs> I thought Chandler Riggs really really did well for for an extended dying scene. I, I gotta give him props. I thought he was did really knocked it out of the park in this. Um, and we Rick, were getting to a point, though, where I was kind of starting to check out. Yeah. Because that one night when I posted that this episode never ran, I was watching. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, I, th- I think... I honestly... 
and I'm the biggest cynic about this show, but I, I think they did it just about right. I could have done away with the stuff in the beginning and, and said that was yeah. that was the extra 20 minutes, basically, was the shit in the beginning. And I don't think it was a lot of it was necessary at all. And even, like, the, the little flash-forwards and flashbacks in the middle just, you know, bookend it, but you didn't need to... It was felt out of place popping it back up in the middle there, to me, anyway. So Rick asked for Michonne's help uh, carrying Carl out of the sewer, and, uh, and, of course, Rick does a good goodbye, too. Uh, Morgan finds uh, Gavin hiding in a shed. Rick and Michonne lay Carl down in the church. Uh, Carl expresses remorse over killing a boy when they lived in the prison. And you asked me that... I, I didn't remember this at all, either, but it parallels something that happened in... in the I show. have no memory of this. I don't, either. And in I the got show. thinking for a second. The only like, thing I remember... Did the show do the prison riot? Not really the riot. When the three prison when the three prisoners tried to uh, take over from Rick. Uh yeah, they did some version of it, and I think that's when this all happened. Cause I think... Now I remember in in the comics there was a big to do over Rick killing Dexter. Yeah, I don't even know if Dexter was in the show. Uh, I don't remember. But somebody was. Do we... But I don't remember Carl killing anybody at the prison. Uh, I do vaguely, and it was. It was a kid that had gone, it was similar to the books. A kid who'd kind of gone nuts and was threatening someone. And then, but I think in the books, didn't Carl just kind of pop him in his sleep or something? It was something more ruthless than that. In the well, books. Carl, well, Carl, it was, it was basically the look at the flowers moment. Right. <laughs> and I, I think, I think was, Carl just, you know, while they were all debating whether or not the kid should live, Carl went into the trailer, popped the kid, went back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I don't remember it very clearly either. And that that got me thinking after you asked me, it's like did they like did they fuck up and like actually do a Easter egg from the books, you know, and say it was part of the show? And I guess that's possible given I, rem- I remember writers. I remember Carol killed somebody at the prison. Yeah, she burned the two people with the flu there. Right. Um spoilers. Um but, well, yeah. Well, we're spoiling what for three seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it. That was on the show. I guess it must have happened, you know, or they, because the writers never make mistakes on this show. No, uh, not at all. So <laughs> they shouldn't. I mean, something like that. At least it's just my faulty memory. So much time, so many good shows. Altered Carbon, by the way, folks, watch it. Uh, I've heard good things about that. It's pretty trippy stuff. Yeah, it's uh very Blade Runner-y, but it's it's kind of a level above that. Between cool. my own podcast and uh, the CW, I can't keep up with anything anymore. Oh, I know. I'm loving Black Lightning, too, by the way. Me, too. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, Carl is, is going over his remorse about killing the kid, and you know he, he points out, it's, like, it's just so easy to kill another human being, and Carl thanks Rick for being a good daddy, and... Uh, Morgan, back to the Morgan show, he shoves Gavin to the ground, and Gavin begs him for his life, and insists that group, uh, Rick's group can't beat Negan, and Rick tries to absolve Carl of his guilt over the boy's death, you know, you're just a kid, Carl, and you gotta do what you gotta do, and, you know, uh, Carl! And, uh, Carl's just kind of like, hey, Dad, we're a fucking family of psychos, let's just own this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, I'm okay with it, you're okay with it, I'm just stating a fact here. And it's like, you're a psycho too, and I'd like you not to be, for my dying wish, if that's at all possible. Back to Gavin, uh, he tells Morgan the killing him won't make a difference, uh, and Morgan hauls Gavin up to his feet, and 
Back to Carl, doing a little tennis match here. He explains that Rick's decision to stop fighting uh, back in the prison days, uh, for those of you at home that don't know, Dave, you're not there yet. Um, Rick becomes a, a, a vegan. Well, not really a vegan, I'm kidding. But he becomes a gardener, um, and he gives up the gun completely and, like, literally fucking, like, hands in his gun and, you know, decides he doesn't want to kill. He wants to teach Carl a better way and... Quarrel. And I thought it was a nice reference. I thought it was, if you're going to tie this together and Carl's not going to be able to move forward to do it, um, he gets to tell Dad, it's like, hey, remember when you stopped killing people? I liked you a lot better then. <laughs> Let's try for that again. And, uh, yeah, he's just like, you can. it can be like that again. You just have to decide to stop killing everyone you come into contact with. It's not that hard. Back to uh, Gavin, Ezekiel urges Morgan to let him live, and then Carol's kind of admonishing him, too, and you don't have to do this, we know you don't want to do this, and uh, of course he's just like, I have to, um, but it looks like they're trying uh, swaying him a little bit at first, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Back to Rick, uh, he reminds Carl that the war against the saviors is different. It is different, Coral. I, I gotta kill everybody now. That's the overriding theme of this right. particular episode, is we must kill everybody or we must not, which is actually pretty much the overriding theme of the entire series. Um, it's a conversation that needs to end and they need to do something else. <laughs> we <laughs> get it. Uh, but Carl's just like, can't kill everyone or there won't be anyone else to come to work. Uh, so Carol, yep, is begging for uh, Gavin's life too. And Morgan is, uh, said he stands him up and he's like, I, I'm not sure. Was he going to, it's a inception moment. Was, uh, the top Morgan, the top going to stop spinning and stab the guy or, or was he going to spare him? What's your call? My call was, I was thinking Morgan was going to stop. It almost seems like a pointless gesture of the show because uh, as Morgan's right on the edge, uh, Henry comes up from behind and plunk, spear comes through the neck. And everyone's shocked because, you know. uh, But, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm just thinking it's like, well, well done, surrogate parents. What the fuck did you expect? Mm. (laughs) You know, this is is Carl 2.0 now. Right. (laughs) Basically. I think Henry is officially Carl 2.0. And uh, he's he's got the two biggest killers in in the whole. He's got show good teachers. Is the parents? So he's probably got a better shot at surviving than Carl. But he's he's already a young psycho in training. Uh, so maybe Carol bake him some cookies and teach him to be human too. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, well, that's what out for him. Yeah. <laughs> So Carl describes his vision for a peaceful future. At least remember when, see, Morgan losing Ben is what made him snap. Because Morgan was trying to teach Ben, like, the fucking Zen way of use your staff to defend your, you know, Jedi never attacks, uh, basically, only for defense. And uh, But then after Ben bought it, Morgan went full preemptive slaughter. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, I, I'm assuming that this is like the wake-up call Morgan's supposed to have. That, you know, oh my god, I've turned this young kid into a psycho. But we'll see. So Carl once again describes his vision for a peaceful future. In which the white-bearded Rick resides with Judith in a, a flourishing Alexandria. And Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah? Uh, back to Carl, I found this on the wiki. Okay. This is sometime in season three. It says here, throughout the course of the season, Carl begins to unwind as a result of the brutality of the world, 
with the governor at the center. Thinking he was doing what was necessary to protect the group, Carl mercilessly killed a young boy as the boy was surrendering. Okay, so I guess it did happen. I don't, just don't remember the context or, or when it happened exactly. Yeah, it wasn't quite the uh, look at the flowers moment that he yeah. did in the comics, but huh. he did kill. Apparently, he killed somebody that was trying to surrender. Yeah. Well, all right, and he's right. sorry. So I guess he's I, sorry uh, as he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when most people are sorry. Uh, so uh, better late than never, I guess. Yeah. You know, Rick once again promises to make Carl's vision come true. Uh, Ezekiel sues Henry and tells him not to look at Gavin's body. Don't look at what you've done. You know? <laughs> um, Carol berates Henry for disobeying her, but Ezekiel assures Henry that everything's going to work out one way or another. Uh, I don't know why anyone would listen to that military genius any longer, but whatever. But now <laughs> Gavin can't tell us their plans. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, way to go, Henry. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm still. I think Morgan maybe was going to kill him. I don't know if Morgan was swayed enough. I, I'm actually in the. I think Morgan was going to stab him. Camp. Uh, he looked like he was getting ready to skew. Yeah. Yeah. He. He. I believed him when he. When he said he had to. Right. Uh, Rick apologizes uh, for getting uh, Carl killed. No, not really. Carl tells him not to sweat it. Uh, but he should apologize. Uh, Carl reaches for his gun and insists on shooting himself before he dies. He just tells Rick and Michonne that he loves them, and he just won't let them won't let them do it, even though they kind of beg him to. And Rick and Michonne wait outside the church where they hear a solitary gunshot, and then they uh, bury Carl's body in the Alexandria graveyard. Once again, back to Carl's vision. Judith walks down a garden path in Alexandria and greets Negan. Who's alongside, working alongside others in the community. What? And he creepily calls her little sweetheart or something like that. And our last scene is light dancing on overlit Rick's face once again. And he sits below a tree and he's got a very, very nasty wound in his gut. So, hmm. Well, that could be from the... Uh... Yeah, well, we don't know. And, and you, know what, you know what I'm talking about, right? On... Uh, no, tell me and I'll edit it. Call, 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 call. Yep, uh, Rick's got a nice wound, and that's that's where the rumors are kind of swirling that he may, might not make it back through or out of this season to actually. Is that's kind of the prevailing theory since Carl's? You know, we we've learned now that the future Rick stuff was actually kind of Carl's dream, so none of that actually has to come to pass now. So. No, the door is open for overlit. Rick though did look a lot. Does look a lot like Rick after the time jump. He does, but I think Rick. See, I don't like that in the show because I think they made Rick look too freaking old in the show. If that's the look they're going to go for him after the time jump, because Judith is still only like five, and she's presumably like two now. So that's a lot of damn. What I guess Rick was president, being president. (laughs) ages you, but that's a lot of aging for, like, three years. <laughs> well, even in the books, they do talk about how old Rick looks yeah. compared to how, beard, he, how old he actually is. Yeah, beard makes him look younger when you shave sometimes. Sometimes. Or, you know, you don't go for the Santa beard. You do nice, tight, you know, up to the chin thing. In the in the flash forwards, he does look a little less scraggly. Yeah. You know, but again, that, that may not have to happen now, because I... I I'm. St- I still hate rooting for the death of characters, but it's just like, what more can you fucking do with Rick Grimes at this point? I mean, 
we we've seen him. You know, I don't really want to see him become a fucking farmer again. <laughs> we've seen it, <laughs> right? We have. We saw it in the prison. Yeah. So, I mean, where else do you go? He's either going to be he either becomes Negan or he becomes a farmer again and gets everyone together. And that's kind of what happens with the book, right? Spiders, and but... you know, obviously, the comics are open ended. Yeah. And it'll go until presumably until Kirkman decides it's not going to go anymore. Yeah. A TV show doesn't have that kind of life. No, I and mean, if... I don't know, if they uh, ever... At what point are we on Wash, Rinse, Repeat? Yeah, well, it's been a while that we've been doing that for a while. And, right. You know, and it's just kind of necessary by the nature of of the show. You right, know, because or, you know, a show about them in peace is boring. Yeah, and that's even in the comics after they get to happy, friendly Alexandria and everyone working together and the Savior's defeated, we still find other people want a war on them. Right, so, and there are other threats out there. Yeah, yeah, so... But the um, next threat was quite different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I thought the next threat was scarier than the Savior's. And the most recent one is, is interesting, too. And I, I think if the show decides to end, which is sometimes wise for a show to do, you know, maybe that's the best place for him to do it just be like older rick everybody's cool and right you know that that's a good you know give them their happy ending yeah until until in 33 years you take their happy ending away from them yeah yeah and you know oh did i talking about star wars again (laughs) yeah right uh well no you never underestimate them doing that in a tv show either we've got fuller house on netflix for fuck's sake I, I know, know why I know, anyone thought I know. that was a necessary thing, but uh, <laughs> I've had to watch it all. So yeah, uh, nope. Um, but I don't know. Uh, they said they've at least got season nine in them. We have to assume they're going to wrap up the war and then probably do a time jump and whatever fuckery they're going to do on. I'll be able to tell a lot more once *Fear the Walking Dead* comes on. I think what's going to happen in the other show too, because. There's no point in them doing this little stunt if that cast isn't going to eventually. Yeah, there has to be a reason. I yeah. mean, our. I mean, I don't think. I mean, if it's just the, the ratings were just that, that bad for fear, just fucking let it die and end their story. They could have ended their story last season and been like, "All right, well, we had a good little tale for four seasons, and and we'll, we'll mean, leave it at that." But... The last I checked, *Fear the Walking Dead* had. I mean, the normal show on AMC gets what? One to two million viewers? Yeah, so I mean... I like, think... Better Call Saul gets yeah. about two million viewers. Yeah. Fear was getting about four. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I mean, you're doing walk- everything in-house The Walking like that, Dead brand is still... Yeah. Even though this... Outperforming this everything else. Dead, the funny thing is, is Fear the Walking Dead. That's why I don't understand the need to do this, because Fear the Walking Dead was slowly but surely kind of catching up to the regular Walking Dead, because they're hemorrhaging friggin' viewers. You know, they're still kicking ass, but they're losing a lot. Like, this was, like, the worst mid-season finale, or mid-season, you know, premiere um, of the whole show, I think, basically, if I read correctly. Um, but still, you know, a ton of viewers, but, but it's still, definitely it's losing still, like, people. four times... Four or five times more viewers than any other show they have. Right. But, I mean, still losing people. And when you start getting diminishing returns in anything, you have to rethink your strategy. So, I just don't understand why they think 
this whole crossover thing is going to boost either one of them significantly. I just really don't get it. But. It just seems to me like it's going to create confusion, although I've read that they're going to address how it's possible. Yeah, you know, they better. We'll just keep tearing them apart on this podcast. So. I mean... And we have power. Like, everything I've read that Kirkman has said, he always said The Walking Dead was Carl's story. Yeah. The, te- the showdown has now kind of blown that out of the water. Uh, I think Kirkman was very involved in the beginning of the show, and now he just kind of can't give a shit over the piles of money it's made him. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> and I'm I sure. Can't blame him, you know, like because he's still doing the comic, and that's a big job to shovel, or you know, uh, juggle. And it's like, you know, hey, man, all right, yeah, you got the rights to do what you want. Send the checks here, right? <laughs> and there's still that impending. There's actually some impending. Uh, lawsuits against AMC and, and Kirkman is moving like all his rights to like this one streaming service. I don't know if it was Amazon or, or what. But, I thought it was Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, so who knows what that will do because you know as I said AMC probably shit AMC still being sued by Frank Darabont too. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So now, once, I mean, once I the lawsuits and stuff work, start catching up to the revenue, what's up? AMC has some kind of rights involved with the two shows that it launched. Well, possibly. I mean, and and even Darabont must because his name's still on the friggin' credits every week. So, um, well, something I I read recently: did Darabont direct the pilot? Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, I think uh, so. apparently something I heard that directors of pilots get paid for as long as that show is on. Well, if you... Yeah, because he's pretty much credited with creating the show, I think. Right, he developed the show for television. Yeah, so I so mean... So he that, gets a creator credit throughout. Yeah. So, I mean, but that could be something that could be largely symbolic, too, like what Stan Lee gets. You know, Stan right, Lee... Right, or, you know, Michael Youthland, who gets a check every time a Batman movie is made. Sure, yeah. So, he, I don't I mean, think he's been involved with, with a Batman movie since 1997. Yeah. But, he, but his name is in the credits for every movie. Yeah. I don't since. know, fucking, you know, copyright laws. Just, I want that job. Right. I want to get yeah. paid for not doing anything. Uh, I know it. Yeah, damn. Well, copyright law is probably about as fun as tax law to figure out. So that's why they all have armies of lawyers to do right. so. Um, but as I said, that's got to, you know, if, if shit like these lawsuits end up getting won against AMC, they're going to have to start weighing. It's like, well, we just had to pay Darabart a hundred freaking million dollars. You know, it's not going into the special effects budget this year. <laughs> so. Right, and it's something The Walking Dead's going to have to think about. And this has got to be why they're killing characters, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, after nine years, eight years, these actors got to be getting expensive. I would think. I would hope that, like, SAG has some kind of sliding scale of seniority and how much you make for roles and stuff like that. I don't know. but I mean, I, be- I believe the highest paid actors on television are the, the cast of The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. In season 11, they're all making about a million an episode. Yeah, and they've had to threaten to quit several times. You know, right. people, too. They've had to threaten to quit several times to, to get their raises. But Right, so you're, you're, in, you're in a show that's in the eighth season. Actors, especially the ones that have been there from day one, have got to be getting paid huge amounts of money for a cable show. Yeah. And it's not a show that's cheap to produce, either. No, no, not at all. And especially with you know stuff like this season. I mean, when they're all 
you know, there have been other seasons where they were just, you know, it'd be like four or five of them wandering down a railroad track talking, you know, getting right. attacked by six zombies. And it doesn't so, cost uh, as much as, you know, thousands of rounds of ammunition and people running around and things exploding and trash people. And trash people can't be cheap. Um, just the costumes. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why I think we see a lot less zombies in fear. Because they don't have the budget. Yeah. Um, they did all right this last season, though. Or, you know, it was mostly the human story thing, but they, they definitely, you know, had a nice herd. Right. Well, it does seem like they saved it. Yeah. I'd like to see, a lot of people would like to see both shows getting back to, you know, like a, a logical, probably good point for, and it happens in the books that the way they make kind of the Alexandria story, you know, the after the war story interesting in the books is they kind of show the structure and strategy of how they're beating back the dead. And, you know, it's it always interested me. They have the, the horses and, you know, which we really need to start getting more horses on the show. That, that's probably why. That's another uh, thing they probably can't afford. To well, right. That's it. It's easier to do magical cars that gasoline never evaporates from uh, on a TV show than having a bunch of horse wranglers and training your cast to ride horses. Right. <laughs> so, so we may never see that. We're just going to have to accept magical cars and the apocalypse. Um, but I, I love kind of the the structure of, of showing how, you know, civilization is going to move forward and, and, you know, the different alliances and trading going on between. And you still have human drama and blood and stuff and all that. But uh, No, and yeah. But a lot of people, average Joe zombie show watcher, may just want to see people killing zombies all the time. And you can right, but you know so what? Long. How long has it been since this was truly a zombie show? Yeah, yeah. Well, some would say, like our esteemed professor friend would say, it's never been about being a zombie show. It's all about the human interaction of survival. Yeah, I, and I kind of agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirkman would say that. You know, it's the never. It's a zombie show that never ends. So, I mean, cause, I mean, because once once we got used to, I think Kirkman's even like writing himself into that corner with his most. I won't spoil it, but with his most recent storyline it's getting to the point where it's like he's, op- he's opening up the world yeah like big way yeah <laughs> what are you gonna say mike i'm sorry i think i just lost it lost it i'm sorry that's all right i do that to myself all the time um i guess that's all i got but uh yeah, i don't know i don't have much else i mean carl does die farewell to carl yeah yeah we'll pay our last respects to carl Golf clap for Chandler Riggs on that And uh, Carl has now put the... Have we mentioned that Carl has now put the bug in uh, Rick's ha- Rick's ear that he can't kill Negan? Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's why that last kind of vision of his was kind of alarming. Um, not to us that have read the comics. Right, because we know where Negan ends up. And Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't know if he dies or not in the comics. We've completely forgot that, so we're not spoiling anything, Beth and Brian. Um He's probably going to die. He's a terrible person, so he's got to die, right? Yeah. You would imagine. Um, but who knows if they'll do that either, because Jeffrey Dean can't be cheap either. So, uh, no. May or may not survive. I'm actually more excited. But Jeffrey now. Dean is the only one in the show who looks like he's having any kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, weird as it is, I'd be perfectly okay with Rick dying and like Negan becoming the leader, but a more compassionate leader, that he learns the compassion side of things and people were like, all right, well, yeah, this guy used to be an asshole, but he's, he's all right now. Cause why not? Everyone in this fucking show has done that. Everyone in this show that's led anybody has been 
a monster and then not a monster and then maybe a monster again. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter right. who, what you've done in the past as, you know. I say no more. Negan, Negan and Maggie could hook up somewhere down the line. Why not, you know? Well, not if, they, not if, if uh, Lauren Cohen doesn't get paid. No, that's that's the other main big rumor, you know. I think that she's probably, before all this started, she probably finished season eight. So I think she's going to show up for season nine, but might be to just get killed real quick. Um, who knows? Or, you know, maybe they'll do the same thing with Rick. It's like bite her in the last episode of eight and she'll be forced contractually to come on and do one more episode. I feel kind of bad for Chandler Riggs and people like this. They're going to do this too. Cause not everyone has to come back for like their death scene. Um, you know, they usually just end it and they're gone. Right. But now these, these legacy characters, you're going to have to kind of drag their deaths out as long as you can. So these poor actors, you know, who are kind of probably feeling shitty about losing their job, you're going to have to kind of come back and act to still be, you know, act like they're still into it. <laughs> right. But he, I, I thought he did a great job one of his best performances in the show. I thought, so. I thought that he finally got to perform, got that. Yeah, yeah, so good. You know, every actor dreams of a good death scene, they say, so Chandler got a pretty good one. Good for him. Except there was so much with Carl I was looking forward to. Yeah, I, I that's the only thing that gives me hope is that the, that the writers kind of just go off the reservation now and and they don't have to follow the roadmap at all anymore, so because it was so tied into Carl, so they can just do whatever the hell they want, like Fear yeah. was doing, and I hope they make the most of it. So, do whatever you want, surprise us, and that's that's what and I always wanted. You can tell for those of us who have read the books, we know that they're moving scenes around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always have. And I mean, and, yeah, we've we've already seen things that happen in the next arc. Yep, Negan's confession. Oh man, did the show waste that? Yeah, yeah, well. Well, next week I gotta think we'll hopefully be seeing Gabriel again. I haven't watched any previews yet. Um, then neither have I. Gabriel, he where did he go? He went to the hilltop, right? Yeah, it looks like we've got. Uh, Everyone's gonna converge on the hilltop. He was like still almost dying, so I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Or he should be anyway. And it looks like Simon's going to. I did see one preview. Simon's going to to the trash heap, and the one scene I saw was Negan being like. Do your right, job. You can, you can kill one of them, Simon, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these people are a resource. That's why I really think they're kind of building almost a redemption arc for Negan, or just kind of trying to show us that he actually does consider people a resource, obviously, but, you know, he's he's got to learn. You can't just go bashing in heads when people get out of line. Right. Uh, although, with this show, it just keeps telling us over and over again, the more brutal you are, the more successful you are, so... Either going to keep telling us that lesson or reverse it and prove Carl right that, that things can be peaceful. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess that's all I got. We're going to try to edit this up uh, if I can figure out my editor again. Because <laughs> uh, I, I had to switch everything over to a new computer, folks. It's part of the reason I haven't put anything out lately. And I to reinstall everything, and my editor reinstalled with all its like default settings and all the beautiful little templates I had set up are, are gone. I have to reconfigure everything so I can even deal with it. <laughs> but we'll try to have this out by next episode and we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining me, Mike. We'll have the whole cast back soon. 
Good to hear. If you're the Walking Dead cast, I know. Yes. Talking every telephone, get eaten off the web. Must rip out all the epilogues from the books that we have read. Into the face of every criminal, strapped firmly to a chair. We must stare, we must stare, we must stare. We must take all of the medicines, too expensive now to sell. Set fire to the preacher who is promising us hell. Into the ear of every anarchist that sleeps but doesn't dream. We must sing, we must sing, we must sing. It'll go like this, alright. While my mother waters plants, my father loads his gun. He says death will give us back to God. Just like the setting sun is returned to the lonesome ocean.